Welcome back to the Pokemon Corner. We are a video cast slash podcast dedicated to bringing you the best Pokemon-related topics. I am your host, Nice1983. And as always, I am your co-host, Mario After Party. And guys, it's been another busy week in the world of Pokemon. We got a couple things we got to talk about. We got a few things to get off our chest. And we got to throw some shade. That's right. We're going to throw some shade this week. So... First things first, we're just going to go ahead. We're going to dive right in to our Pokemon Go status updates. I'm going to go ahead and round things off. I am currently at level 27. Uh, I had a week off of the game. Life got in the way. Sold a car. Trying to buy a new car. Life crazy, guys. Life crazy. So, you know, grown-up stuff happens. Had to put the game down for a while, but I'm back at it again. I, I, like I said, level 27, I currently have eight gems. I had 12 earlier in the week, but I uh, got on Facebook and fired some shots at the local Mystic and Valor players, and it looks like they took what I set to heart because my gems have, coming up, have been coming under attack pretty heavily since I fired the shots. Uh, outside of that, uh, obviously the new buddy system came out. So my new buddy currently right now is a Dratini, working my way up to a Dragon. I only have about uh, 15 candies to go. So looking forward to having a kick-ass Dragonite on my team. And that'll bring my Pokedex up from 136 to 137. After Party, where you at in the game right now, bro? Well, I'm at level 29 right now. Um, I also didn't really get a chance to play this week. I've been really busy too, so I haven't made a whole lot of progress. Um, I haven't even been able to collect on very many gyms because, you know, after a week of not playing, you just don't have that much left. Um, so I'm still at 135. Um, I'm about, I think I'm one drowsy away from a hypno, so I'm close to 136, but, um, you know, hopefully next week I can get a little bit more. Pokemon Go time in. Well, you just put that drowsy in as your buddy Pokemon, and you'll have that candy in no time. Well, I actually put a Machoke as my buddy Pokemon because I'm a lot further away from a Machamp, so I'm trying to get that. I want that Machamp because I want to be able to um, cut through some of these Snorlaxes in the gyms. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, man, guys, when you're these are the, the trials and tribulations of being an adult gamer with a life and Life don't stop, but games do stop. <laughs> uh, so let's go ahead and talk about what came out today. Pokemon Go Plus came out today. And if you're watching the video feed, you see I've got mine up right here on the screen. It's quite nice, actually. It's really comfortable. It's a good, good fit. It's a good look. Uh, for the most part, today I wore it uh, on my belt because there's two ways to wear it. You have your belt clip and then you have your wrist strap or, you know, you just adjust your clip. So if you're wearing a, you know, a jacket, you clip it onto your jacket, clip it onto your jeans, however you want to wear it, you can wear it. Um, I like it, man. I like it a lot. It's pretty functional. Uh, the catch rate, it's a little iffy. Uh, I was catching every three out of five Pokemon. Um, I've noticed that if you're moving rapidly and you're trying to catch a Pokemon, you get too far away, 
it will automatically result in a failed catch. So you you don't want to move too fast when you're using the this. Uh, it works great on the Pokestops. I am surprised at how good the vibration function is when you when you get this thing and you realize how small it actually is. The fact that it vibrates like a motherfucker tripped me. I was like, wow, I can't believe like how powerful the little vi the the vibration mechanism is. Uh, it's really cool. The LED lights are neat. Uh, I had a bunch of people you know, seeing me do this, you know, while I was at the mall today and at the car dealership today, they were like, what's that? I was like, it's Pokemon Go Plus. I'm like, oh my God, I love Pokemon Go. And then it's like, yeah, this is a new way to play. Very cool. Very functional. Uh, I'm a little surprised though. I mean, this came out today and we had an update earlier this week and then we had a follow-up update because of connectivity issues. Like, it's a, man, Niantic. Like, every time I think you guys are stepping your game up, I feel like every time you fix one problem, a new problem arises. And we'll no, talk about that a little bit. I feel like they're just not addressing some of the old problems. Like, you know, it's very rare to have a phenomenon like this come around. Um, Niantic, you know, they have lightning in a bottle and they're not taking advantage of it. I mean, this game is a gold mine. They want to continue that. They need to really listen to the fans, and um, I, I don't think it, it's really high on their priority list right now to add trading or one-on-one -on -one battles, despite the fact that they were advertised in the trailer. And we still don't even have, you know, a decent tracking system. So everything right now, like the three core components of Pokemon, have always been catch, trade, battle, and. We can only battle at the gyms. Uh, we can't trade at all. And you can kind of track the Pokemon, which helps you catch them, but it, it needs to be a lot better. So I'm with you on that. Um, on a positive note, though, with the Pokemon Go Plus, there were previous reports that it would not track your distance and that it, you wouldn't be able to catch new Pokemon. Um, those reports have, have been... Um, proven to be untrue since the device came out uh it's been confirmed that it does track your distance so it will help you hatch eggs and it will help you get candy with your buddy pokemon and also you can catch new pokemon with it that you haven't seen before it's still going to be a little bit more difficult to catch them because you're just going to be throwing regular pokeballs at it which is why the catch rate um the success rate is a little lower but it's good that you can catch new Pokemon. So there's a lot of positives to Pokemon Go Plus. Oh, yeah. I, I, now that I've had it, I've used it, you know, for the entire day. I got mine early in the morning at GameStop, picked up my pre-order. Here's the box, by the way. It's even the box. The packaging was tinier than I expected. Everything about this <laughs> was smaller than I thought it would be. I, I just felt like when I was looking at all, like, the images online and, whatnot that the device looked larger i was surprised i was like this is small you could swallow this if you really wanted to um no but ha having go ahead it almost looks like a box for the uh if you want to get a starter pack for uh pokemon yeah that's exactly what i thought when the when the when the merchant at gamestop handed it to me i was like what the fuck is this but uh no you know having used it i really like it uh the the functionality is really good uh 
the fact that it does track your movements and your catching Pokemon. Uh, we speculated on this in our last episode of the Pokemon Corner, but knowing that it tracks your movements, knowing that it catches Pokemon both old and new, make it better than what they described for Apple Watch. Um, and considering that the Apple Watch has a screen and you can see everything in front of you, you know, by looking, you would think that that version of this would have more functionality. It's surprising that it seems to have less. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, but I do have some questions about, you know, the device and really um, the way that it interacts with the phone because um, if it can track your distance um, even when your phone is locked then theoretically you shouldn't have to have go to track your distance at all if your phone is is locked as long as you know you have the, the app open it should still be able to track your distance without the Pokemon Go Plus so it makes me wonder if they're if they're withholding that feature so that uh, people will buy Pokemon Go Plus. Yeah, it's a little weird. I, I I really can't vouch and say why they're why they've made any of the decisions that they've made for this game. Um, it's a veritable goldmine. Like you don't get games that are this successful, this fast, with this kind of appeal. They don't happen, and you know the fact that a game like this is doing all those things that I just said. It's weird to see the kind of missteps uh, Niantic and Nintendo have both made. Um, Nintendo claims that the Pokemon Go Plus got delayed due to Niantic the, the app not being ready. Um, I don't believe that. I do believe it was a production issue, similar to the Amiibo. It's just Nintendo's way. They strive for perfection in everything that they do. So I totally believe that they just did not have enough units to further that my brother uh, pre-ordered his Pokemon Go Plus on Amazon the day it went live. The day it went live. He got notification from Amazon this morning. The device is on back order and he has to wait until October 27th to receive his, his unit. He ordered, he pre-ordered it on day one and he's on back order. Like you can't. Yeah, that seems like a problem with Amazon though, because you told me that uh, Best Buy, not Best Buy, I don't, um, Games, GameStop has extra units. Yeah. And I got mine at GameStop. Uh, there were a few people in line behind me. They did not have it pre-ordered, but they were able to get one. And my brother, my brother actually did get his from GameStop because once he found out that Amazon could not fulfill his order, you know, he went, he went to GameStop, the exact same GameStop that I went to, and uh, he picked up his unit there. Uh, that being said, though, yeah, GameStop got extras, but Amazon has one of, like, the best, like, distribution systems and pre-order systems. They blow GameStop out of the water as far as how they handle their pre-orders and their fulfillment. Because even if you pre-order something from GameStop, I've had GameStop people give away my copy of the game because I wasn't there right away when the store opened. Like, like 
people who know me know I have problems and issues with GameStop. I don't need to get into my, onto this show. I don't think we have enough time for me to be that negative. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's odd that GameStop was allocated extra units. Uh, Target didn't get any. Uh, they're not going to carry it. Walmart isn't getting any. They're not going to carry it. I heard Toys R Us is carrying it. I, like I said, I find it strange that GameStop of all places, that usually doesn't get... GameStop usually only gets the amount of games that they pre-order and like maybe two or three extra copies of something. To know that they had extra Pokemon Go Plus units is a trip to me. All right. But that's Pokemon Go Plus. Uh, like I said, I'm enjoying it. I know you you haven't got yours yet. So are you on the fence or you just haven't had a chance to get it yet, bro? I was on the fence um, because even though, you know, I knew that before it came out, I knew it would be able to track uh, distance, but I still thought that it wasn't going to be able to catch new Pokemon. So I was like, I don't know if I really want to get it. But now that I know that it can catch new Pokemon, um, I'm going to buy it. I just haven't got it yet. Yeah, and with the advent of Gen 2 coming out, you're going to have to start catching doubles and whatnot regardless. So in that sense, when Gen 2 comes out, this becomes a lot more useful. Uh, so those are our thoughts on Pokemon Go Plus, guys. What we're going to do now is we're going to stay here with Pokemon Go but let's talk about this new update, man. After Party. How are you liking the new buddy system, dog? So, I would like to give opinion of the buddy system in musical form. <laughs> this is how I think about... This is what I think about the buddy system. And I would walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 more just to evolve one more Pokemon and get that goddamn Charizard. It takes forever. Like, I have been walking around with my damn Machoke um, for a week, and I've gotten like, I don't know, four candies. I mean, you have to walk like half the distance of the United States if you want to if you want to evolve um, a chop into a Machamp or God help you if you want to get a Gyarados. I mean, I know the Magikarp candy per kilometer, but oh my God, like it is the, the buddy system is almost not helpful because it takes forever to get the amount of candies that you need. I like the buddy system aesthetically the way it looks in game is badass i actually have a couple different problems with it so when the buddy system first got announced i was really really hoping for a pokemon yellow where you see the pokemon walking behind you on the screen i really wanted that niantic if you really want the buddy system to look cooler I mean, it's not like you don't already produce the in-game sprites on the map. How hard is it to have my Dratini following me? Like, come on, give me that. Give me that nostalgic feeling I had when I, you know, for Pokemon Yellow. Uh, second, I will say this. Before Pokemon Go Plus came out, getting candy was more of a pain. Um, I have noticed that since 
I've had the Pokemon Go Plus to also, you know, you know, help calculate my distance, especially with the app, you know, in the background, that I'm getting the distance a lot faster because before you had to have the app open. That's not necessarily good for your battery life, which what um, you know what that does is drains your battery fast. Or and if you have like an Android phone, it could increase the temperature of your phone significantly. And that doesn't feel good in your pocket. Uh, but with the Pokemon Go Plus, it's kind of filling the gaps. So I was able to get two candies today just from walking. And I'm using, you know, Dratini is my buddy Pokemon, so that's, you know, five kilometers. I, so that's, you know, I had to walk 10 kilometers today, you know, but I got two candies from it. And I have noticed that there is some kind of inconsistency with the amount of candy that you get. So the first time that I got candy with my Dratini, I got two candies. So I walked five kilometers and I got two candies. I checked right before I got the candy and I had uh, 84 candies when I started with the buddy system. When I got my candy, it had switched over to 86 and I'm like, oh, I got two candies. And then from then on, I've gotten one candy for every additional five kilometers. But I don't know if that's something that changes. Will I get two candies every now and then? Will I get one candy every now and then? I would like a little bit more consistency. Like, is there a requirement for me to get two candies versus the one candy? Uh, I want more confirmation. Is it, or is it just like willy nilly? I think you just got lucky because I've received one candy every time, but I have heard reports of people saying that every now and then they will get an extra candy. So I think it's randomized. I think just randomly your Pokemon will find an extra one. And if it happens like, lucky you and if not then you know that's just the way that you know the game goes <laughs> yeah so liking the buddy system for what it does visually i like when i click on my character that i see my dratini standing next to me i like that uh and obviously we all we all recently found out that if you make pikachu your buddy pokemon and you manage to walk 10 kilometers that just like ash Pikachu will ride on your avatar's shoulder, which is very awesome. Um, at some point, I will make Pikachu my buddy Pokemon just for the visual of him, you know, on top of my in-game character's shoulder, just because that would be awesome. And I'm a huge Pikachu fan, so definitely want to see that represented in my uh, copy of Pokemon Go. Uh Plus, it's it's awesome to you know to be a team a team instinct player and have Pikachu just riding your shoulder like a boss. That's right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean it. It's such a minor update. It it really is such a minor update. Like it's nice, like if it's a Pokemon, you know, the buddy system is nice if you're using it in conjunction with a Pokemon that you can find every now and then. Uh, it sucks. If you like, you have one of those Pokemon that doesn't spawn very often. Like, I, in here in Tampa, there's not a lot of Snorlaxes and there's not a lot of Grimers. Uh, so to get candy with the, it's worse with the Grimer because at least Snorlax doesn't evolve, and every candy you get for Snorlax can be put towards powering it up. But with Grimer, 
I have only seen three three Grimers in the two months that this game has been out. And I've only caught two. So trying to evolve a muck using the buddy system will take me, man, like a year. I think the buddy system is better suited towards powering up Pokemon that, like you, like you said, with a Snorlax, because it's easier to obtain, you know, six or 12 candies to power up whatever you have a few extra times. But if you're, if you're trying to evolve something, especially if it's something that you're trying to evolve, like, all the way from, from nothing, um, it's going to take you forever. And, I mean, I had, like, 70 candies um when i uh chose my mock book as my buddy pokemon but it's still going to take me a really long time to get to 100 you know and i'm not trying to i was over halfway there so i kind of hope that they make the buddy system a little bit more efficient because even at one candy per kilometer you would have to walk um, let's say you caught one, uh, let's use a Pokemon, like let's say you had one Pikachu, you know, Pikachu takes 50 candies to evolve, the one you catch is going to give you three, you're going to have to walk 47 kilometers to evolve it if it was one per kilometer, which it's, it's not for a Pikachu, so even then it would still take a long time, um, but as it is now, I think it's it's uh, it's too difficult. They should change that in another update. At least I hope they will. Or at least up the candy, uh, you know, the, the candy received. Uh, so, like, for every t- – so, let's say with Dratini, let's say I walk 15 kilometers. So, like, for every 15 kilometers, you should – instead of the standard one candy, you get three. You know? That would yes. be – that would be a lot more helpful than one per. So like one, one, three. So then total for 15 kilometers, I've got five candies. It's just ridiculous that like, if you want to evolve, you know, a Dratini into a Dragonite, you're, you're going to have to walk like almost 175 kilometers, which is, is going to take you, I mean, it's going to take you months unless you're, you're one of those people that just, you know, even if you're, if you're driving, it's because of the way that uh, the game measures your distance and the speed that you're going. Unless you're one of those people that likes to take home with you and you're really active and, and you like to go on long runs, you know, because I know people that, that go on uh, runs and they take their, their phone with them so that they can hatch eggs and and whatever. But if you're if you're not one of those people, the buddy system is not going to help you. Yeah, and you know I'm you know I'm lucky I can actually still find Dratinis you know where I live. So every once in a while, I'll find a Dratini and you know that'll help me get to my you know my candy goal a lot faster. On the it- on the reverse, I can never find mucks. Or, I'm sorry, Grimers. So it's going to take me – using the buddy system, there's no efficient way for me to get a muck using the buddy system at this point in time. Is it um, three kilometers for a Dratini? I will – I think it's five, actually. 
me verify. It's five. Okay, well, in that case, you would actually need to walk, if you had only caught one Dratini, you would need to walk 610 kilometers to get a Dragonite. Now, for all of uh, us people in Merca who don't use the metric system, 610 kilometers is about 381 miles. Like, I don't even know if I've walked that much since I've had the game. I don't think I've walked over 600 kilometers since I started playing this game. Like, you're never going to get one. They need to change the buddy system. Since the game has come out, I have done 496 kilometers. That's with right, so two months. That if you had the buddy system, the day the game came out, you still wouldn't have a Dragonite. Yeah. You I mean, still you don't have it now, but I'm saying you still would not have earned enough candies if you had only caught one Dratini. Now, I understand that the buddy system is kind of meant to be a supplement uh, to whatever you're catching, but it's it's so, like, minute. It's just, it's, it's not, it, I don't want to say it's not helpful, but it's not very helpful because it could be a lot better. Now, obviously, Niantic doesn't want to make it too easy they don't want you to be able to like you know have an army of dragonites just because of the the buddy system gives you too much candy but you know i'm i'm with you maybe a way to balance it out would be like every 10 kilometers you walk with your with your buddy pokemon they give you like an extra like five bonus candies or something just something to help you get to that that goal a little bit faster yeah uh, it's definitely not efficient, but helpful it has been. Uh, as long as I can continue to find Dratinis, you know, as, even if it's sporadic, as long as I can find a few every now and then, I'll make my goal a lot faster than just, you know, catching the few Dratinis that I see every now and then. So this is definitely going to be helpful a little bit. Like, I'll find some use for it, but... Could it do more? Absolutely, it could do more. Um, and the last little piece of news we want to talk about on Pokemon Go is John Hankey did an interview uh, this week in which he stated that trading and PvP battles are not really a priority for Niantic at this juncture. They say that it will come eventually, but don't don't go waiting for it for the you know don't go looking for it in an update anytime soon. This is a huge bummer for me, man. Like this is this is a huge bummer. Like if we go back to September 10th of last year, 2015, when they had that press conference and they showed us that trailer for the first time. There were things in that trailer that were because because of their presence in the trailer, they they performed the same function as a promise. When you show me trading, you show me player pers I'm sorry, when you show me trading, when you show me player versus player battles, and you show me raid events, those are promises. 
Uh, and let's talk about a few, like another promise broken. In the trailer, they showed the kilometers between the player and the Pokemon. That has not been delivered on. We have not seen player versus player battle. You know, we're not getting trading anytime soon. If I were reviewing the game based on the features that they said they were going to have versus the features that we do actually have, I would rate this a lot lower than I did rate this game. Um, you know, the way I rated the game was I rated the game based on what the game was, what it is right now. If That's how I reviewed this game when I – my love for this game is based on how the game is currently. But I feel like a lot of promises have been broken and unfulfilled. And knowing that these things aren't priorities for Niantic are a huge bummer. Uh, you said it earlier. Like, the trifecta of things that you need in a Pokemon game, battle, trade, and catch. Of those things, those three things that, like, are essential to a main series Pokemon game, all we have thus far is catch. Uh, and we have a weird way of catching where like, it's like it breaks the conventions of the traditional series in which you would battle a Pokemon, weaken it, and then catch it. This game just has you catch it. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. It works better for the flow of a mobile game. The way that you catch Pokemon in this game is probably the most functional way of doing it. But I still want battling and I still want trading. You've already altered the battle system to make it different from the main series games. I don't have a problem with certain things about this game being different from the main series, but the main problem is that the three core elements are all either incomplete or missing when it comes to catching Pokemon. Like you said, in the trailer, it was supposed to tell us, you know, the distance in meters away, how, how far away the Pokemon was from us and what direction it was. We still don't have that yet. We can catch Pokemon, but, you know, finding them is, is difficult because the sightings is incomplete. We can battle the gyms, but PvP battles still haven't happened yet. And then trading, obviously, is missing at the moment. So, you know, of the three core elements of this game, I think if all of them were complete and everything was going uh, full steam, this game would be amazing. And uh, this crazy phenomena would probably still be crazy a little bit longer before it, it kind of subsided to, to just like the, um, you know, the hardcore, the hardcore or, or just, you know, there would be, there would be more active players for sure. So I don't know what Niantic is doing by, by giving us like, Oh, here's a buddy system. I mean, it's great. It's not that I don't want a buddy system, but you have more important things that you need to prioritize to keep your your active player base. You know, and the you know the raids, we still know nothing about raids for Pokemon Go, other than they're coming. You know that's yeah. that's great. They're coming, but how about specifics? Like maybe they're not here now, but. Could you give us the specifics of what raids will entail? Like, what what is the incentive to do a raid other than possibly catching Mewtwo? I'm glad you brought that up because uh, in the interview, Hanky did talk about raids. He said that one of the most important elements to why Ingress 
um, has been so successful is that the players really respond to the group events. And um, they recently, I, I, he was saying they had, had got a really large number of people together in Tokyo for some sort of an event um, for Ingress. And I think that will have the same effect in Pokemon Go. You're going to see a lot of players who might not have played the game for, you know, a few weeks or a few months, maybe like when we get a raid event, they're going to say, all right, it's time to, you know, you know, pick up my Pokemon Go and, uh, and go to this event because it keeps the game fresh. It's like, it's like with Splatoon, you have Splatfest. It kind of keeps the, the game going, even though there is a hardcore element that is always going to be there for the online battles, you know, will will pull in time and time again that might have put the game down so um and he did talk about that in the interview but i'm glad you brought that up because uh, the rate events are going to be really important to the longevity of this game absolutely especially if you tie them to like the legendary pokemon like with mewtwo and you know obviously the legendary birds uh hopefully mew later on down the line and additional pokemon from gen 2 when that rollout starts to happen. Um, we've been a lot more critical of Pokemon Go lately. Uh, it's not that we don't love the game still. It's just that, you know, going into our third month with this game, we have to really address the things that are not in the game that are that are supposed to be in the game. Um, the glitches that the game has... They need to be addressed in a more thorough way. Uh, so don't take, you know, our, our criticisms as like, oh, we don't like the game anymore. That's not true. We, you know, I play this game every chance I get. This is a fun game, but it could be better. And it could be better, you know, by just adding these things that we have in the main series. At the very least, I should be able to trade with my friends and family like at this point i feel like you know we deserve that because that is the promise that you get in every other pokemon game and i feel like niantic needs to hurry up and fulfill that promise to us i can deal with the tracking system not being great i can deal with not having player versus player battles for a while longer. If you give me the ability to trade with the people who are, who I talk to on a daily basis, like I can put up with those other flaws a lot longer if I could trade Mario after party for Tauros, which don't live anywhere in Florida or, you know, I could live with it. I could live with it. Uh, as of right now, like I'm more critical because I don't have it, and I feel like it should be here going into month three. All right. So, guys, that's our Pokemon Go update. Uh, talked about a lot of stuff there. What we're going to do real quick is we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about Pokemon Generations and Pokemon Sun and Moon. I'm excited for the next, the, you know, the second half of this show. So guys, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
into Pokemon Generations and all of the latest news for Pokemon Sun and Moon. So guys, before we talk about Pokemon Generations, let's take a quick step back. Uh, back in 2013, the Pokemon Company released an anime, a four-part anime series called Pokemon uh, Origins. And what it was, like I said, four-part miniseries, and they basically recanted the tale of Pokemon Red and Blue in a more condensed version. Um, it was very good. It was some of the best animation I've ever seen in the Pokemon franchise. Uh, it had the best voice cast possible. I'm, I'm like, this takes a dump on the four kids. It takes a dump on the current voice cast for the Pokemon anime. It was all around great. Um, and what I liked it was it they they didn't just tell the story verbatim. They they took some liberties so. Mega Evolution plays a key factor uh, in this miniseries, and it was very, very cool. So when we talk about Pokemon Generations, you have to think about it as sort of a pseudo-sequel. So here's the official description for Pokemon Generations. Experience the, the Pokemon world like never before. The new animated series, Pokemon Generations, revisits each generation of the Pokemon video game series to shed new light on some timeless moments. From the earliest days in, in the Kanto region to the splendor of Kalos, go behind the scenes and witness Pokemon history with new eyes. So this started today, and each episode is about anywhere between three and five minutes, but I gotta say, so about eight minutes were released today total. Those eight minutes were some of the best animation I have ever seen in Pokemon's 20-year history. Um, it was really pretty. Uh, and the stories were, were not too bad. Like, they're, they're, not, they're not afraid to take characters from different generations and kind of implement them in previous generations. Uh, specifically, they had the looker from uh, Black and White. They had him hunting Giovanni shortly after he disbands Team Rocket. Uh, and it looks like the looker is, you know, he's, he, he wants to bring Giovanni in because they know that he is the leader of Team Rocket. Uh, this is like in that moment, you can tell that this is right in that moment between Pokemon Red and Blue and Pokemon Gold and Silver. And you just, it's just like that in-between moment that you just didn't have in the games. I really appreciated that. Plus, it was kind of interesting to see, you know, the Looker return, you know, because I know you said it. He was one of the more memorable characters for you about Black and White. He, he definitely stands out. I like the way he was hunting N back in that game. And it's nice to see that before he, Clearly, before he started hunting N down, 
he was looking for Giovanni. I thought that was cool. And that was in the second episode. The first episode, I thought, was really good. I liked how it started with the opening screen for the original Pokemon Red and Blue and transitioned that into Bulbasaur fighting Pikachu, Pikachu getting caught, and then Red is standing there and the game, the screen goes from black and white to full color. And you see Pikachu's, or you see Red's Pikachu transition from being like a weak Pokemon to being a force to be reckoned with by the end of that uh, four minutes. I thought it was really good animation. It was nice to see Pikachu drawn in a different style. Uh, no voice acting in that first episode. In, in my opinion, that first episode kind of functions as like, an intro to the whole series because you got to see every region up to, you know, right in, just cut off at Kalos. So the Kalos region is the last region you see, um, but it's all beautifully animated. It's very clean. And I enjoyed these first two episodes, man. I really thought they were awesome. And I, you know, I like the bite sizedness of it. I like how small they are. Like I don't have to invest, you know, time into an episode of like you know like you do with the main pokemon anime where it's like kind of sometimes it's like why am i watching this in this case i was like thank god i'm watching this because this is awesome uh what were your uh thoughts on pokemon generations well i never saw pokemon origins so i'm just kind of taking pokemon generations for what it is and um i'm not a fan of the bite-sized episodes the first episode was more like a glorified trailer the second episode was good because there was some storyline elements in it and uh you know the the animation is beautiful it is really good just the fact that i'm i'm watching like uh four minute episodes um it's hard because when you start to get into it it's over so i I wish it was a little bit longer, but um, I'm going to continue watching them because they do look uh, interesting. I just, like I said, I just wish they were longer. You know, when it's all said and done, there are going to be 18 episodes. Um, it, it, they may seem disjointed because of how short they are, but I guarantee you when you watch, like, if you could sit there and watch it from start to finish it's probably going to tell a pretty grand story when it's all said and done. Uh, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, you're right. Like right when you get into it, it's over, but it's kind of one of those, for me, it was like, I was getting into it, it's over, but it made me want to come back for more. I thought, I thought really highly of this. Um, just, just the animation alone is leaps and bounds better than, you know, the main series. And I think the main series has gotten to this really, really good point, at least with X, Y, and Z. They got to this really amazing point where the animation is top notch. So to see even better animation was a real treat. Uh, very awesome way to celebrate the 20th anniversary. Uh, just a nice little shout out to the fans. Um, but that's all I really got on Pokemon Generations. Uh, you know, they're going to be released every Friday on YouTube. So we can definitely look forward to seeing that. You know, that's going to last until December. So 
it's going to be awesome. You know, hopefully, like, the stories get better. Uh, I did see some really cool stuff, though, in that first episode. You see Lugia, Lugia you see Zabdos, you saw uh, Regigigas. Man, you see all these crazy legendaries in that first episode. Uh, uh, you even get to see Zygarde's uh, 100% form, which was damn awesome. Just to see Red staring it down, that was very cool for me. But yeah, that's all I got, man. Any uh, Anything else before we move on? Nope. All right. So let's move on. Let's go into the Pokemon Sun and Moon news. But let's start with the anime. Let's start with the anime. So every time a new Pokemon game comes out, new Pokemon anime comes out. And uh, this is, you know, just the, you know, last week, I was talking to you, you know, off air about how good Pokemon has become as an anime, especially in the X, Y, and Z series. I was saying that the animation was top notch. The storytelling was a hundred times better. Um, It was more like a Naruto or a Dragon Ball Z as far as animation quality and, you know, just how good the story had gotten. And then we got our first trailer for Pokemon Sun and Moon. Now, they have taken a very artistic approach to the Pokemon Sun and Moon anime. Um, I'm a huge Studio Ghibli fan. Like, I love, you know, Poco Rosso. I love Totoro. I loved, you know, his version of Lupin III, uh, Ponyo. Uh, is one of my favorite movies that they've done. They've Studio Ghibli has made a lot of great films. Miyazaki films, kick ass. And with Pokemon Sun and Moon, you see in this anime, they're trying to emulate that Miyazaki art style. And it falls flat. It falls really, really flat. Ash looks awful. And it's it's a damn shame because, like I said... Pokemon X, Y, and Z brought us to this point where it was as good looking as it had ever been. Uh, the story was as good as it's ever been. And I'm one of those people that was like, yeah, every season after season two is garbage. Literally, once Ash finishes the Orange Islands right before he goes to Johto, that's all gold. Everything that happens after that is trash. If you're, in, I'm sorry if you like those seasons, guys, but they're trash. The first two seasons are the only good seasons, and then X, Y, and Z happen, and it's got good again. It only took like 16 years for it to get good again, and now it looks like we're going on a downward trend, and I'm really hoping this doesn't indicate another 16 years of bad Pokemon anime. Uh, any thoughts on it, man? No. I mean, the animation quality definitely wasn't as good as what we saw in the uh, Pokemon Generations. But um, I don't really know what to make of it just based off of the trailer. I would have to wait till it comes out. Ash, his body defies physics in this new trailer. Like, he looks like... Luffy from One Piece 
all jiggly and stretchy. It just doesn't look natural. Pikachu also looks a little retarded in that trailer, but uh, it. I did notice that they do look a little stretchier. <laughs> like they look like they ate the gum gum fruit, and they're just you know they just look odd. They, it's not right, uh, for a Pokemon. Uh, it's 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 odd because you know. The, the the anime doesn't really follow the art style of the games very much. But, I mean, there is, like, this kind of, like, Bible where they have to look sort of similar to how they look in the game. And this is yeah. really pushing the boundaries of that. Like, it, it looks odd. Um, they're really going to have to make up for it with story. Um, and we've gotten some translations of the descriptions. Uh and I want to mention this. Ash is going back to school in the Alola region, which further proves my theory that there are no gym leaders in the Alola region. Why would there, you know, if Ash is going to a region without gym leaders, what is Ash going to do? I mean, there's no Pokemon League for him to conquer. There's no gym leaders for him to battle. So how do... I guess the, they thought the next best thing was to put him in a school setting. Gonna be, it's gonna be a different, different series. I'm, I'm gonna, ch- I'm intrigued enough to to watch a few episodes to see how it goes down. But I don't think this is going to be as good as X and Y has been as an anime thus far. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but the way I see it, uh, it's straying off the deep end. All right, but enough about the cartoon stuff. Man, we got to talk about some Ultra Beasts. Man, so not only do we have to talk about these Ultra Beasts, but we have theories for you guys. We have very good theories for you guys this time around. So let me go ahead and let's talk about the new Ultra Beasts that were unveiled. So we saw one new Ultra Beast unveiled, but it has multiple forms. So this one is UB-02. So obviously we saw UB-01 in the last trailer, uh, and we had a theory that UB-01 is Lily. Uh, I'm standing my ground on that theory. Uh, After party, I know you're standing with me on that theory. Always. So let's go ahead. I'm going to read the description for UB-02 right quick. So during your adventure in Pokemon Sun and Moon, the Ultra Beasts appear and attack the Alola region. UB-01 was recently revealed, and now there are two more, UB-02 Absorption and UB-02 Beauty. Their numbers and purposes are not known, but it does look like there may be additional beasts beyond UB-01 and UB-02. The Ultra Beast, known as UBO2 Absorption, appears in Pokemon Sun, and the extent of its strength is unknown. Its entire body is covered with bulging, powerful muscles. The full force of a punch powered by these muscles would be off the charts. Its distinctively long mouth is said to be harder than diamonds. Could the Ultra Beast also use it to attack? So that's UBO2 Absorption's description. This thing is a monster, dude. Like, straight-up monster. It looks like a giant steroid mosquito. But it is huge. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling this design. And uh, 
we know we know it's game exclusive to Pokemon Sun. So after party, go ahead and hit us up with UBO2 Beauty. All right. So the alternate form for UBO2 is UBO2 Beauty, and that is the form that is going to appear in Pokemon Moon. Uh, what kind of power does it possess? Its narrow, graceful legs allow it to accelerate with with such explosive speed that people claim it can dodge lightning. It is said that any Pokemon that sees UBO2 beauty, regardless of its own gender, will become infatuated with it and lose the will to battle. The exact reason for this reaction, whether it's an unidentified pheromone exuded by UBO2 beauty or a hypnotic effect induced by its appearance, has not been determined. Beauty. So we literally have beauty and the beast when it comes to uh, UBO2. Nice. (laughs) These Ultra Beasts, man, they have been something else. We still don't know if they're Pokemon or not. Um, Clearly, UB Beauty is sending some mixed signals because uh, it seems like she likes it both ways because she's gotten, it said there, regardless of gender, UBO2 might be the first bisexual Pokemon, guys. You heard it here first on the Splat Zones. You know what? I don't think they're Pokemon at all. I think um, now that you know we're going to get into this, um, they're just humans that have the ability to turn into, you know, monster-like creatures. Whether or not they're like Pokemon remains to be seen, but. All of these Ultra Beasts are humans who have the power to transform into something else. So, um, and I know you are pretty sure you know who these Ultra Beasts are. All right. So, after I saw UBO1, I made the connection instantly that UBO1 was Lily. It took me a little bit longer to make the connection for this one because of the alternate forms. But let's start with UBO2 Beauty. Lusamine was revealed uh, last week on, uh, you know, she was revealed in the trailer that was that came out last week. And if you do a side-by-side comparison of the Lusamine art that came out uh, and the UBO2 art that came out, the beauty form, you are going to notice a lot of similarities between the two. The first thing you should definitely notice right off the bat, without a shadow of a doubt, is they are in the exact same pose. Uh, Hand on the hip, uh, one leg crossed over the other. Now, Lusamine is characterized by her long legs. That was part of her description. UBO2 if you look at it, has very long legs. Another, you know, factor that would connect these two characters is the immensely giant hair. Uh, Lusamene has very long hair. UBO2 beauty form also has long hair. At least in this iteration, I would have to say for Pokemon Moon, UBO2 and Lusamene are the same character. Now, the one that threw me off is UBO2 Absorption Mode. Um, 
now that, since we know that UBO2 absorption mode is exclusive to Pokemon Sun, what threw me off was if Lusamine is that character in Moon, who, because of the form is different, who represents that character in Pokemon Sun? So I went through the Team Skull uh, descriptions and I found the character Gladion. We didn't talk about Gladion, but so we'll do it real quick. Gladion is a young man. This young man lends his strength to Team Skull as an enforcer. He places a high value on being strong in Pokemon battles. His partner Pokemon is the mysterious type Null. Now, knowing that Gladion is an enforcer for Team Skull, I mean, when you talk about enforcers, you're talking about muscle, man. Like, the enforcer is supposed to be the muscle of the team. Uh, so, if Gladion is, in fact, UBO2 absorption, knowing that he is the muscle for Team Skull makes a lot of sense. You know, the more obvious thing here is that uh, Gladion's color scheme is black and red, which is the same color scheme for uh, UBO2 absorption. Now, physically, he doesn't resemble him as much, but, you know, based on the color scheme and, you know, what his, what his personalities describe, like, I have to go ahead and make the assumption that Gladion is UBO2 absorption. And when I came to that realization, that's when I had the real, like, trigger in my mind. Last week, I made the claim that the Aether Foundation was evil. I postulate that Team Skull is the villains for Pokemon Sun and the Aether Foundation are the villains for Pokemon Moon. Just based on the Ultra Beast forms. If Gladeon is UBO2, knowing that UBO2 absorption mode is in Pokemon Sun, Gladeon represents that. And Lusamine is going, you know, she represents UBO2. Oh, one, oh, I'm sorry. Lusamine represents UBO2 Beauty. She, we know that UBO2 Beauty is exclusive to Pokemon Moon. By those rules, I postulate that the two teams that we've seen are game exclusive. Yeah, and teams. And, sorry. When, when you first told that to me, I was like, no way. I'm like, when has this ever happened in this series ever? And you were like, well, actually, it happened in Ruby and Sapphire because depending on which version you got, you either had to fight against Team Magma or Team Aqua. And that is the only version or the only uh, generation of these games that I did not play. So I didn't know that. And I thought, hmm, okay. So I started to look into it deeper as well. I was like, okay, so there is a precedence for having um, – the villains be exclusive to a version of the game since uh, you told me about Ruby and Sapphire. So I was like, okay. And, you know, if you go to PokemonSunMoon.com, uh, you can see that the structure of the Aether Foundation is the exact same for the structure of Team Skull as well. You have Lusamine at the top, and if she's really going to be UBO2 Beauty, you know, you also have Gladion at the top of Team Skull, like leading each of those groups. And then it, when it breaks it down, um, you have like 
a branch chief and an assistant branch chief followed by, you know, a bunch of employees of the Aether Foundation. And then when you look at Team Skull, um, it's almost exactly the same because beneath Gladion, you have the boss, um, Team Skull boss, and the Team Skull admin followed by the grunts. So I think you're right. This is exactly what's going to happen. You're going, if you get Pokemon Moon, you will have to fight against the Aether Foundation along with UBO2 Beauty. Whereas if you get Pokemon Sun, you're going to have to go up against UBO2 Absorption and Team Skull. So, um, you know, I think that's a really smart theory. And uh, I'm really glad that you noticed that. Yeah, man. And it didn't hit me right away. It, it really didn't. It's just that. And, and, and there was reason for it not hitting me because... With UBO2 Beauty, you can clearly see the Lusamine in that. Just, just like when you look at UBO1, you can see Lily in UBO1. But with Absorption Mode or Absorption Form, there, there's no character that physically embodies UBO2 Absorption. But personality-wise and based on his description and color scheme, Gladion does fit that bill. And Gladion's the only person in Team Skull who he dresses slightly different from the rest of the team. Like, he's the only person that has any real color variation in his attire. You know, he's got the red shoes. He's got, like, this red section that's cut out of his shirt. And the red hip pack. I don't know. It's a fanny pack, whatever. Um, he's the only character that kind of fits the bill for UBO2 absorption. So it just, it took me a while to come to the theory just because I just didn't see the physical resemblance to the character. But based on the description, he falls in line. So guys, that's that's our theory. We're, we're thinking each game, its own separate villain. And it further proves my th previous theory that the Aether Foundation is in fact evil. Now, does that influence your decision on which version you're going to buy man i didn't want it to i didn't want it to but the aether foundation i find them a lot more intriguing than team skull um just because it seems like the aether foundation like it feel i feel like their motives are a lot more hidden than Team Skulls are. Like, I feel like with Team Skull, like, they're just a bunch of thugs, you know, running out running out and about and just doing whatever they please, whereas the Aether Foundation seems like they may have a more sinister motive in general, which makes them more intriguing as villains than, you know, your common thug. You know, the best bad guys in any uh, series you know, not even Pokemon, just the best bad guys in any form of media in general are the ones that are shrouded in mystery and have ulterior motives. And I feel like the Aether Foundation has the more ulterior motives and the more sinister motives. And in that sense, it makes me want to get Moon. But I usually base my, you know, my game purchases on which Pokemon I find a little bit better. And Solgaleo is still 
one of the best Pokemon designs I've ever seen, and I love the description of the character. And I cannot stray away from that. I just, I really like Solgaleo. So even though I might find the story elements to be possibly more intriguing on the moon side, I feel like when it comes to the Pokemon side, I'm getting the better end of the deal with Solgaleo than I would be if I was getting Lunala. Right, because it does seem like this will be one of the rare generations where there are uh, diverging storylines, especially when if you get Moon, you're going to get a different storyline than if you get Sun. They're not going to be the same, so that's pretty cool. I really am looking forward to that so much. Yeah, and man, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for Pokemon Sun and Moon. I, uh, I hadn't pre-ordered my copy uh, yet, but today when I picked up my Pokemon Go Plus, I was talking to the dude at GameStop, and I was like, yo, you know what? Let me just go ahead and pre-order the game because I'm super hyped for it, man. I'm super hyped. Like, I just want to know how much of our theory is accurate because I feel like we're on point with this one. Like, we've made a lot of bold claims here in the Splat Zones. We've, we've made predictions that we had no basis to make predictions on, but we did it anyway um, because it was fun. You know, the speculation part of this show was one of our favorite aspects but I feel like there's some concrete evidence to back our speculation for once. I don't think that happens very often. <laughs> All right, guys. We have one more thing we want to address. We said we were going to throw some shade in this episode. We do not actively look for confrontation. I want to I start by saying that. But... In the time that we split the Pokemon Corner off of the main Splat Zone series, there's been a lot of shade thrown our way by another podcast. Um, it seems every time we say something uh, in regards to Pokemon Sun and Moon, they want to contradict us. They want to say that, the, you know, if I say something is innovative, they say... It's lame. Um, specifically, After Party and myself said that we thought the fact that the game will tell you whether or not your Pokemon are weak or, uh, or stronger than an opposing Pokemon, whether, whether your moves will be effective, super effective, or not effective, we thought that was a cool function. Uh, right after we said that was cool, this other podcast threw some shade, and what they were saying that this is making the game for babies. Uh, well, I think we should all... Just basic realization here is that Pokemon is for everybody and every generation is somebody's first generation. So, I don't know. It, it you know That was the first thing that felt a little out of place. And then there were a few other things that we said and every time we said it, uh, especially with it regards to Pokemon Go, the other show would legit contradict us uh, and almost mocking tone contradict us. Now, that didn't seem so bad until they started stealing theories from our show. So, guys, if you want to start throwing shade on us, shade throwing back at you. Everything you have ever done, you have stolen from WTPT, the greatest Pokemon podcast 
to ever exist. You know who you are. You know you did the same thing when WTPT was up and running. You threw shade on them. I mean, and you never beat them. The only reason you're on top now is because WTPT, they retired. Yeah, I mean, you know, normally, like, when uh, someone wants to throw shade, I just ignore it because, you know, it's just not worth it. Um, And usually when people throw shade at you, you know, it's because you're doing something right. So, you know, we just got to keep doing what we're doing. Haters going to hate and everything like that. Um, But, you know, I mean, we're covering um, Pokemon news better than a podcast that only exclusively covers Pokemon. So, you know, if they want to hate, they can hate. But, um, you know, it did start to get annoying when they started to steal from us as well, because eventually gets to a point where you just can't ignore it anymore. So, you know what? I mean, it doesn't surprise me because uh, we're not the first podcast that they've stolen from. And, you know, sometimes they're stealing from us verbatim, word for word. But you know what? If, uh, if anybody has any questions to uh, who said what first, check the upload dates. You know, we always come out first. So anyways, um, but we're not going to let that stop us and we're going to we're not going to let that hold us back. Definitely. So, you know, we're going to keep going on with this podcast and doing our thing. You know, the funny thing is, is that the reason we started the Pokemon Corner was because so much Pokemon news was coming out that we couldn't fit these conversations into the standard episode. You know, we wanted to address all the news that was coming out for Pokemon, but there was just such a huge influx of it that we had to take an alternate method. It's one of the great things about our show is that because we are a Nintendo podcast and, you know, there are a lot of avenues for us to explore, you know. Eventually, we will stop doing the Pokemon Corner. I I know, guys, you probably don't want to hear that, but... You know, it doesn't mean it's gone forever. The Pokemon Corner will be back when there are there's more Pokemon news. Like, after Pokemon Sun and Moon come out, we're going to do our review on it, and we're probably going to put it to rest for a while. But that doesn't mean the Splat Zones is any. That You know, the Splat Zones is the Splat Zones. But think about it like this. Let's say Breath of the Wild has a huge influx of news. Then we can definitely do a Legend of Zelda spinoff cast where we exclusively dive into all the Zelda news that comes out or Metroid or whatever Nintendo franchise, insert Nintendo franchise here. We can do those spinoff shows and talk exclusively about those games. It worked really great for the Pokemon Corner because of that. That's why the Pokemon Corner is great is because when there was so much news to talk about, we could talk about it. And we, we found a way to do it that didn't interfere with the main show. So that's why it's here. Uh, that other podcast, you know, they're going to be really happy when the Pokemon Corner goes on hiatus until Gen 8. <laughs> but, you know, we don't have to say their names because that's not how we roll, you know. We just wanted to address it because we know you're listening. So uh, <laughs> we know you're listening. Hey, and just for the record, you steal from WTPT, so I'm going to steal one from you. Stay out of the tall grass because you fight. You might find a pair of inklings with an ink zooka and an ink roller aimed at you. <laughs> oh, no, he didn't. Oh, yes, he did. All right, guys. That's our show for today. Um, 
it I think we had a good one today. Uh, there was a lot to talk about, you know. We had some cool shit. We had the Pokemon Go update, Pokemon Go Plus, Pokemon Generations, Pokemon Sun and Moon anime, Ultra Beasts, our crazy theories. Lots of fun. Lots of fun this episode was for me. Uh, I look forward to doing another episode of the Pokemon Corner soon. Uh, that being said, we will not be doing one for the next major Pokemon update because we are going full throttle into our next regular episode of the Splat Zones, our one-year anniversary. Super excited for this one, man. Our one-year anniversary. I feel like when you hit that first year, you made it. You made it as a podcast. Once you hit that first milestone, everything else will get easier from there. At least I hope, man, because, man, this podcast ain't been easy. We had to learn. We had to learn from scratch. And that being said, I loved every moment of it. So after party, you got anything to say before I hit them up with these social media links, bro? No, man. Hit them up. All right, guys. You know you can hit us up on Twitter at nice1983. And at Mario After Party, you can hit us up by email, thesplatzones at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash nice1983 game collecting. Go ahead and check out the website, nice1983.wix.com slash game collecting. If you're a fan of the Splatzones podcast and the Pokemon Corner, you can find new episodes on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher Radio. And if you love the music that we use in this show, Go ahead and check out GameChops.com or search GameChops on YouTube and you can find all the fantastic video game remixes that they provide. They are free and they are epic. And you can also find GameChops on iTunes. Oh yeah, guys. Go ahead and support them, yo. They have great music. They really do. And they are awesome people. They have supported the show by allowing us to use their music. So we want to make sure we shout them out every chance we get. So, after party. Show's done. It's a wrap. You got anything left to say, my brother? Stay fresh. Stay fresh. Deuces.